How do you enhance your pre- and post-service announcement loops at your church? We'll talk about it today. Hey, ministry leader. Today, we're going to be talking about how to use the real estate on your screens in your pre-service and post-service loops in the best ways. Now, to be clear, we're talking about the media content on your screens as people walk into your worship experience and as they walk out. Before we dive into our interview segment today, let me walk you through a few ideas. First, you can use still graphics that are set to go to the next slide in your presentation app and then loop around to the beginning. This is how this element is usually done in your service. You put several graphics in a row and then they loop back around to the beginning. Another way of presenting your announcements is with short self-contained motion graphics videos. These are your announcement slides, but produced with some motion to them. And as you can see on screen, these can start and end at the same spot so that you can make several of these. And once you lay them in, you can put them next to each other in your presentation software and they loop back around seamlessly. So this method takes a motion designer to custom make these for you. If you need some help with that, uh, feel free to let us know. We would be glad to help you with that. Another idea for your announcement loop is to use footage from your church. As much as you can show the impact that your church is having, the better. Smiling faces, people serving, your local and global missions, all of that is great to show. Or you can also mix and match and even create some motion slides in your presentation app using footage. You can put footage as the background and then text as the foreground right in your presentation software and you can use that in your announcement loop. Bottom line, my encouragement to you here is this, to start moving toward using some motion and video instead of just static slides. These will be more engaging and take that piece of your service to the next level. These are a few ideas, but after this break, we're gonna be talking to a ministry leader in the trenches, just like you, who is doing announcements well. As a church leader, you've probably already realized that Easter is early this year, so now is the time to start planning. If you want to see more visitors at your church this Easter, I encourage you to download the free How to Get and Retain Visitors Easter Playbook from our partners at Outreach.com. This short PDF offers a wealth of ideas and information about reaching your community, welcoming guests, and keeping them engaged with your church. You can download it today at Outreach.com playbook. That's outreach.com slash playbook. Hey guys, this week I welcome Brad Christian from Freedom House Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. Brad serves as the production director at Freedom House. And on this week's episode, I talk with Brad all about how Freedom House does church announcements. So they use still graphics, they use motion graphics, they use footage for their church, and they use a mixture of. Here's my conversation with Brad. Brad, welcome, man. Thanks so much for hanging out. Hey, Carl. Thanks for having me. 
So you are just right up the road from me. I'm in Columbia, South Carolina. You guys are in Charlotte. We've had the opportunity to to hang out uh, a little bit, uh, man, and just grab a lunch together. And just I uh, had an opportunity to, to see Freedom House and all that, man. You guys are doing such great work there. So appreciate what you're doing. And just you got a great team there, man. Yeah, no, I love our our team, uh, our senior pastors, Troy and Penny Maxwell, and their creative heart and just all the amazing stuff we're doing here in Charlotte and beyond. So, Yeah, so tell me a little bit, give folks a little background about Freedom House. How long have you guys been there? How are you serving the Charlotte area? Yeah, we just celebrated our 21st anniversary here in Charlotte. Uh, Pastor Troy and Penny uh, planted the church. Uh, 21 years ago, and they uh, have just a heart for reaching people and uh, creating really engaging, creative worship experiences and conferences and events that help people just uh, have a relationship with God and find freedom and the freedom that comes with that. And uh, so uh, just love the pastor's heart here, seeing what they've grown. We're now up to three campuses here in the Charlotte area, uh, and plus our online campus and it's just been awesome to watch God work as uh, uh, they, Pastor Troy and Penny, they kind of will march a different drum beat occasionally with their things. Like we don't have any sort of video venues at Freedom House. So none of our teaching is done via uh, a, like a satellite. We have a teaching team of people who are at the different campuses. And from a production perspective, that can get interesting because yeah. uh, uh, we can uh, sometimes have up to uh, four messages on a weekend that are, are created. And, uh, so, uh, but we do still, uh, value creativity. We value video, uh, in terms of a storytelling tool, which we use every single week, uh, because that's the one thing that does co keep our campuses together. So live teaching, but we love awesome, great, um, compelling storytelling videos, music, you name it. It's uh, part of part of our experience. So tell folks your role and then kind of give us a snapshot of your of what the creative team looks like there. Yeah, so I'm the uh, production director, uh, but uh, uh, it interesting. My role actually uh, in most church contexts would be more like a service programming director in terms of helping to just guide all of the teams to telling uh, the story of our church and supporting the mission of our church. Um, so. Uh, so uh, I, we are part of the creative team, our production team, because we're very interwoven in creating moments and experiences, creating uh, the content for experiences, the storytelling end of things, uh, working really closely and hand in hand with our worship teams, and then also providing support as just a creative arm to all the ministries of the church as well, from our FH kids to our uh, ministries team here at the church, our outreach teams. Uh, we we kind of serve everybody, which is the the blessing of production. It's no silos for us, but uh, does sometimes create some creative tensions and avalanche of content that has to be processed. So we rely a lot on our partners and friends and contractors to help tell that story. But um, I've been here at the church for five years now, and it's been amazing to see kind of the process and uh, just to see senior leadership who really uh, 
are ready to really um, use creativity to engage culture, push culture, um, be kind of the tip of the spear in culture. Uh, as well, you know, it's been a crazy couple years in that five years in terms of what we <laughs> we went through with the the uh, uh, COVID lockdowns and things like that. It's been a little bit of a roller coaster, but I've loved every second of it, getting to to navigate and experience uh, uh, life here at Freedom House, which has been great, uh, been yeah. a huge blessing for me and my family. So you mentioned, uh, so your creative team is both in a mixture of in-house and freelance contractors, partners, that sort of thing. Uh, yep. We have the the privilege of of helping you guys out with some some graphics and video work here here and there. Tell me um, what the advantages are that you see of maybe not having everybody in-house. Does that cause problems? Would you prefer them in-house? Kind of give me the, the why you've structured it that way. Well, Freedom House for for decades now has been creating engaging environments, doing great storytelling. Uh, but I think the thing that kind of shifted in, in 2020, uh, I think Kevin O'Leary on Shark Tank, he talks about how the creatives and his video teams and stuff were some of the lowest paid people on his, uh, on his, uh, payroll. And now the creatives and storytellers that can tell compelling stories in 60 to 90 seconds are now some of his top people because it's just become an imperative part of how uh, we work and engage in culture. And so that's put a lot of pressure on, uh, on teams in terms of, uh, the needs of the world is out there. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like the video storyteller is the number one thing that churches are hoping to recruit and, uh, bring onto their team. And, uh, so it's not just, you know, a ton of people sitting around waiting to join a, a creative team at a church, especially when there's so many opportunities out there because now everybody is creating dynamic, sometimes their vertical video, which hurts mm-hmm. us older guys, but, uh, people who are creating and telling dynamic stories because the, the phone is just now and social media is such a critical part. Uh, and so it doesn't mean that it's not important for us. So we do a ton of engagement with that. Uh, but it really, uh, to rise to the level of the conferences that we do, the amount of weekend content, it, it takes a, uh, takes a whole village of people to come around and support teams. And especially when I think it comes to bringing in help and working with, uh, partners, uh, like you guys is, uh, because it's, it ebbs and flows that the, the, you know, conference seasons, you know, where we have run sheets with, you know, a dozen different video elements, motion graphic elements, and you kind of need an army, uh, in certain seasons to be able to partner with you to just knock it out. Because if not, you're living in a perpetual, what I call a uh, whitewater season where you really just can't see. And that starts to hurt your creativity. That, uh, hurts church morale. It starts to add to burnout when, that you can't just get your head above water. So by partnering with outside contractors, uh, they have the gift of saying no, which is very powerful. <laughs> it's attention to manage when it comes to a creative team, because oftentimes some of our video contractors will be uh, picked up and are working on a project in New York City and are not available for a weekend. So there mm-hmm. is a tension that's created because you have to be willing to plan farther out and yeah. uh, to give way more runway than just if somebody's upstairs and saying, hey, hey, John, can you, you know, knock this video out this week? You know, um, if you have an in-house person, they can probably do it. There may be some frustration and some words exchanged, but uh, if you're able to get enough runway, which uh, I love our senior pastors and their vision 
uh, how they, they're already looking at next Christmas right now. So they give us a runway to work in. And I get not all churches get the gift of that runway. But if you can at least find a happy medium of a sort of runway and you can start to bring in some contractors to help you, it will help the team get ahead and have a lot more positive environment for the churches to be able to uh, get out of that white water and see. And that's where the true creativity, the creativity kicks in. Because if you're just trying to survive and pulling off last minute videos, yes, you may have a few glimpses of uh, creative inspiration that comes in in those final edit bay late nights or whatever. But truly, um, you run into way more mistakes, more balls get dropped, ideas have to get cut last minute when you don't have that runway. And by, you know, having partners that can help you get farther out and get stuff in, it, it does help kind of alleviate that tension and you can dream bigger. You can have, uh, uh, more runway to, you know, have bigger ideas and more dynamic elements in a conference or a service when you do, uh, are, and are willing to partner with people. Yep. Yep. Good. All right. So I want to talk announcements. You guys do announcements in kind of a unique <laughs> yes. way. Uh, and so I want to talk through first, uh, different ways that churches do announcements and then how you guys have decided to do them. All right. So the most common, a way that churches communicate their announcements is, is still graphics that loop at the beginning or end of a service, uh, and then possibly doing some type of live or host segment within the service. So, so let's talk about that announcement loop for just a second and how you yeah. guys do that. So who produces that loop of graphics at the beginning and end of your service? Yeah, we, we've now moved. Um, this is the, the pre, we call it pre-roll, um, different things like that. Um, it has many different names. I know a lot of church communication teams kind of write it off as like nobody pays attention to it, but it is a tool and it's a tool that's in our belt and we do like to use it, especially if we're targeting something that is not a, a church wide impact that not every single one the person in the church is targeted by. The pre-roll is a great opportunity to do that. We also target our first-time guest because you have two types of first-time guests. The first-time guests who get there super early are seated in the auditorium and are just hanging around waiting for things to start. Uh, and then you have your last-minute first-time guest that comes in after the first song has started. But you do have a portion of first-time guests that are sit seated in the room. So we cover a lot of our basics in it, you know, who Freedom House is, our mission, uh, our basic recurring events that we do are all in our pre-roll in an effort to loop those people and remind people and, and to start planting seeds of things uh, like our women's ministry is called Authentic. Uh, we'll uh, have seasonal things that go into it like that. Uh, but it's all a part and a tool in kind of our communications tool belt that we have as a team as we're starting to kind of form. We're moving more to a campaign mindset when it comes to promoting events. And so it's not just make a video and put it in what we call our video announcements or the preview. We're looking at a holistic way of from text messaging to social media to promoted social media budgets uh, to elements in the preview, live video on the internet, you know, pop-ups on Instagram. But one of those powerful tools is to start planning brand awareness or whatever you want to say is having in that pre-roll before the service. And uh, we have felt we're in a season right now to where we're not using still graphics to where we're trying to add some kinetic energy and motion Good. to it. So right now, all of our 
uh, all of our clips. Uh, it is Pro 7. Pro Presenter 7 is, uh, is built for this because they know a lot of churches are going to have something happening before the countdown. And yep. so uh, I love this new tool that they allow this kind of video feed just to exist and just is always running. Uh, we call it our CG2 loop is on our switcher that we can always just uh, pull up and uh, have Down running at any time. Uh, and it's, it's a nice tool, uh, to have for that, uh, pre-service time. Uh, and we're also now in our announcement time. We have not announcement time, our countdown. Uh, we do run a five minute countdown like most churches, but we've realized that that too is a valuable time that people are coming yes. in and we're utilizing that five minutes. It's not like a face to camera type, uh, you know, uh, countdown like we've seen i know north point in many places a few years ago were like that's a really critical time and we can do like uh, i've heard it called like the five till or the ten till and you have somebody welcoming people so we've okay. we've not um we're not using that but we will interject within our standard five minute countdown time things that we can't fit in the service that we still want to start planting seeds and having yeah. some dynamic audio cues and things like that and we've yeah. moved to a copyright free music because i'm sure anybody's watching this that's streams their services online has experienced how Facebook and YouTube will love to, you know, take down uh, if you have a Spotify playing in the background. And, but one of the benefits of that is we can have that music playing and layer audio on top of it. And it's a seamless transition. So it's a, it's yeah. a benefit of having copyright friendly stuff going out on our good live streaming friend Facebook while uh, telling stories and trying to take advantage of that time when people are coming into the building. And we're blessed to have the TVs in the lobby and a lot like other churches. So, you know, having that kind of, you know, kinetic activity happening in the lobby really does help tell the story of your church well. I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned motion graphics or, or kinetic yeah. moving uh, I- images because uh, this is one thing that I'm encouraging a lot of churches to do as well is if you can make it move, they're going to be they're going to be more visually appealing. They're going to grab attention better. All of that. They're going to look nicer. Um, yeah. And so the pre reel uh, can be one of a couple of different ways. I mean, you could you could use still graphics at loop. Okay, yeah. you could use all motion graphics. You could use a mixture of. You could you you could drop in some uh, some footage. You could mm-hmm. even make some slides move within your presentation software. So. Yeah. This is my opinion. I, I want you to get your thoughts on this is I, I think that we're ready in churches to move to a 2.0. I think meaning like out of more still graphics into more motion type stuff. I don't know if that yeah. scares people that they just don't know how to do it. And so they could use a company like a, a ours or others to um, to make those for them. But uh, uh, how have you guys seen that to be more successful than just plain steel slides that that loop yeah and and it is a a harder jump to make and i think you know uh, classically when you look at church structure uh even in larger churches often your comms director whoever's sitting in that role usually has some sort of graphic design experience but they don't always have that uh motion graphic experience and so it's really easy for them to craft a very nice 16.9 with you know beautiful graphic that you know is interpreted from whatever they're doing uh that's very safe and comfortable and it gets you know tricky when you're starting to you know add motion to it and things like that because that is almost a next level of skill set and i think if you look at what churches are uh hiring right now 
right behind filmmaker slash storyteller, usually as a motion graphic artist, which, you know, I tell people who are in college now, if I was in college again, uh, instead of 15 years ago, uh, instead of doing video editing and, you know, my, at East Carolina, my focus was, you know, in, in film and things like that, I would have been like, no, you can learn that off of YouTube. I would have done a deep dive into motion graphics and been doing motion graphics 15 years ago. Cause that mm-hmm. is just such a vital thing that churches are using in terms of all yeah. sorts of areas from even, even lyric videos now uh, are becoming a standard thing that people are integrating into their service because of the power of that kinetic topography being so much more dynamic than just the standard still image. Uh, and uh, so when it comes to your pre-roll, if you can make that shift uh, and we, we've actually kind of, um, we kind of went full bore with it about four years ago, we were tying it into the series and the theme of the series. So if there were like, you know, if it was like a brush stroke, some very organic looking series, the whole pre-roll would be done in this kind of aesthetic and stuff like that. Uh, that was um not helping us get ahead. Right. And so we've actually you kind of do it every a, single time. Exactly. And so we've actually, which uh, we may be rare. Or some of you may be coming out of this, especially probably if you were, uh, I think you see this trend in churches that, you know, a lot of churches, you know, uh, five to 10 years ago would change their set with every single series. I think now we're finding, uh, a creative kind of median of like, yep. yes, we want to keep things fresh, but the average person who is now unfortunately attending church only once a month now, um, yeah. doesn't need everything to be completely changed. And, uh, so I think we've drifted more into a happy median to where kind of like when we'd update visuals and some bigger things and some kind of formats throughout the, the, year, uh, we'll update our pre-roll to a different vibe just to keep it fresh, but we keep it organic enough to where it can run for a few series because we're very monthly driven when it comes to series here. So at the top of the month here, we'll have a new series. While I know other churches will run a series for six, 12 weeks, here you can count on us having a new series just with the nature of our teaching team. So you're going to see a brand new series, but you will not see Thankfully, we've shifted to a very high quality, highly kinetic, very engaging pre-roll, but uh, not always fitting the exact, you know, demographic of the the series. So I think that's right. I saw that when I was working at uh, large churches. I mean, ten years ago, that we would that there was that there's been a shift over the last decade to. Yeah. Uh, whether that be conserve resources, which I think is a fair point, uh, it, whether that be the the trend in people not attending churches as much in person, I think all that plays a factor. But I would agree with you. I think set change, your pre roll, uh, I think your your digital media for your pre roll and your even your countdown and stuff like that could be more church branded rather than exactly. series branded, uh, and yep. then your like when you step into maybe the bumper right before the message, that's kind of when you step into series world, series branding. Um, You see that, you see that as well. Yeah. uh, The, the kind of final thing that I see churches going back and forth on uh, and we, we go back and forth on right now, our lower thirds are tied into the series um, Mm -hmm. because uh, we like so many churches use an led wall for most of our scenic. And so that helps have some visual continuity. 
but I have had a lot of good church friends who are moving more to a kinetic lower third, an mm-hmm. animated lower third for name slides and things like that. And yep. because they've done that, they've agreed to kind of land on a generic lower third. So not every series they're remaking something that's kinetic. Because if you're like us, where we give ministry back and we have a whole lot of people on our platforms, <laughs> um, uh, that's a lot of name slides and combinations that, yes, there's some tools out there that can help you. Uh, automate and working with partners can kind of knock out, but that's, that's still, kind of that's a lot. That's a lot of work. Is that, lot. Yeah, yeah. Is, is it really having the impact for the amount of work that it takes? Yeah. Um, all right. So let's talk about your, how you do your announcement a spot the you call it the preview, right? The preview. Yes. Uh, so tell me, tell me that process. What's that process like of gathering all the information, creating that, paint a picture of that for me. Yeah, so uh, like I was talking about earlier with Freedom House being multiple campuses where we have live communicators at every single campus, uh, often it's a challenge because our senior pastors cannot be at every campus every single week. So the really the only way that we can have a consistent moment of communication utilizing our senior pastors or certain people on the team or certain story we want to tell is through video, which is funny that we don't have video venues, but we love video as a storytelling and promotional tool. Um, and so, yes, I think every creative team uh, manages attention around when it comes to promoting things. It's like, well, make a video. And in our world, we... <laughs> have a video element for every single week that we're creating. Um, so what, what we're trying to do is to drive uh, and we're moving our preview or announcement to be more of something that ties in the senior pastors every single week, that ties in um, global things that the church is pushing for together. And so we'll lay out uh, but it, it's always attention of how to, how do we promote things? How do we use humor? How do we, you know, tell serious stories? How many times do we tell inspirational stories? And video can do all of those things. And it's, it's a seasonal thing that we go through in terms of how are we telling the story. Um, out of COVID, we found that we just had so much because Freedom House was very passionate about, um, being in person was getting people to come out of their bunkers and say, Hey, no, there is a biblical mandate that we come together and worship together in person and have events together and break bread together and that in-person connection. And so we had a ton of information to rely relay and relaying that information. uh, We actually used a ton of motion graphic centered announcements that were very clear that could, you know, clearly show dates, times. Uh, we used uh, some voiceover talent, mixing the two together to kind of tell a story, um, you know, with uh, sometimes with B-roll, sometimes just with, you know, a kinetic animated elements of a graphic type deal. Uh, and so we d- we've done seasons of that. We've also done a lot of face to camera seasons and um, to where we are having that direct appeal from one of our pastors talking directly to a camera uh, and having that personal connection. Um, for things that are very important. And now that we are back to, you know, had, have a couple years of full events with that can be captured in B roll, we can now actually show events as well and show highlights from events and people can see, oh, this is what that looks like. Or, oh, remember that baptism experience we had? Or, oh, we have this, this class series that, 
people go through and they can kind of see a kinetic element. So it's very seasonal for us. It's not an exact science. We have some things that people remember. Humor is a great tool and is something that, you know, people love and can be very engaging. But sometimes when you have so much information to relay, it can become a tension in terms of like going from a really silly, goofy moment to a, you know, substance abuse uh, story of, you know, redemption right. and things, you know, we, right. we, we have to be careful uh, with the left turn because local news can do that very easily. You watch your local news, you know, they'll tell a happy story and then they just change a camera and are like, you know, four kids were killed today on a school bus accident, you know, but they can get away with that in, in, in our services. You know, we're not a newscast. This isn't like a news bulletin, even though in COVID we played off of that and the, you know, doing, you know, weekend update type style news and stuff to just cause because people needed to laugh in, in that season mm -hmm. and we needed uh, a moment of levity and, you know, uh, but uh, it, it can be a part of the storytelling process. And, and of course, every single ministry, and this is a for any uh, creative team, any comms director is going to be managing the tension of people want their stuff in the weekend experience. Yeah. And just building trust, building bridges. Why, why the idea of campaign is coming out for us in terms of helping people paint a full campaign that actually reaches people. Uh, because, you know, if we have 17 things in our video announcement, like you could, quiz staff people at your church and they wouldn't be able to tell you what was in that video that played. So right. it, it's a unique experience of trying to navigate uh, and manage tensions between teams and have honest conversations. But it can be a really uniting tool that every campus of our church experiences the same moment every week. So walk me through the process of gathering that information for ministries, maybe how to tell them no, <laughs> uh, or what, you know, what your communication forms look like, that sort of thing. What's the yeah. weekly process of how you put it together? Yeah, we, we have our um, project manager. We have a project manager on staff, and he does a great job. We call him our air traffic controller because he is helping to get all these planes landed. And there are seasons where we have planes headed for every runway, and we have to kind of get them in order. And so that uh, we have a whole project request uh, system. Asana is our best friend in terms of managing projects. Uh, project requests and things. And Asana does a great job with forums to where ministries are, um, depending on the level of the project, 12 weeks out submitting, hey, this event is coming up. Here's our needs. Here's what we need. And then our project manager then takes that uh, and take certain parts of it. We take to the creative team because we've learned um, that, uh, you know, uh, it's hard for somebody who's in a people-driven like ministry position, they're not in a creative position. If they're on like a ministries team, you know, for uh, pastoral care or um, another type of, you know, uh, people driven ministry connections team, anything like that, they're good at connecting with people. That's their job as they are people connectors. They're not creative people in terms of like, how can we tell a story about connections and things like that? And so this is when our creative team can come in and provide support by, you know, saying, here's, here's graphic design that supports your idea. Here's videos that capture that idea. Uh, here's a story that we know of this person who has this amazing testimony that would support why 
a parking lot team is critical because, you know, they can tell a story of when they came into to Freedom House. Uh, they, in the parking lot, had a smile and a hug from a uh, parking attendant, and that set their trajectory off to meet Jesus. And, and we can help with that, but somebody often in ministries, they're sitting like, oh, we have 38 planning center positions to fill. Hey, guys, you know, we need an announcement. Please join our parking team at Freedom House, you know, and that is clearly not an effective way of uh, getting people onto a parking team because people respond to vision and not need. Right. And so creative gets to uh, step in and kind of be that bridge builder to tell the story of why a parking team is so important and see this life change and make sure it's visually appealing and have the amazing B-roll of, you know, the smiles and hugs and waves that happen on a Sunday morning. And so uh, that's where our creative team can come in and help support. But once again, this comes to runway. And so you noticed I mentioned 12 weeks. And so that is a continual tension because everybody wants their thing in there. And, and things happen and last minute things come up and, you know, yeah. uh, this mission project got announced and, right. and that's where, that's where sometimes the creative team has to help people breathe, pump the brakes and our, uh, our team, we work together. Um, me and my service, uh, programming role, working with our project manager, we kind of come together to help, help all the planes get lined up so we don't have to go into full ground stop. You know, we right. keep seeing the ground stop and like Southwest, you know, back yes. in December, you know, literally they had to like park. We never want that to happen and really can't happen, but you can get to the brink of almost needing that to happen just to get things reset. Uh, and so that's kind of our, our creative team's role of crafting that and getting those planes landed. So uh, there are some churches that have, in fact, I was at a church that we actually killed the announcement video because it wasn't effective with our congregation. People weren't engaging with it. We couldn't get it, find a good place in the service to put it. Uh, that's That sort of thing. And it was taking so much time during the week on our creative team that we uh, just put a stop to it. So... Yeah. How is it, I mean, and so I see churches all over the place that, you know, sometimes the this announcement video style that you guys are doing actually really works, is effective, is very effective for multi-campus, that sort of thing. And then I see some churches that have moving away, you know, moving away from it, uh, that sort of thing. So how is it and why is it effective for, for you guys? How Why are your people or how are your people engaging with this, with this style? Yeah, no, and, and it's a tension, um, uh, that we, we look at regularly. And I think part of our, um, direction we're moving with it is looking at it more as a storytelling device rather than a video announcement. Mm, good. Because good. video announcements truly, uh, is basically, I, I grew up, you know, in, in North Carolina in the nineties and, the, your announcements were a guy getting up to the pulpit at the top of the service and just reading stuff off. And it was terrible. And that's honestly, basically somebody just had the bright idea of like, well, we could put, do that on video. And a lot of church announcement videos are some dude reading off stuff and it's not telling a story. And so really with our, um, preview, as much story as we can interject into it 
and using it as a storytelling device is really where we're going. And that will, will, we're looking at moments and we're crafting campaigns. And as we move ministries, we are engaging people in many different ways in different moments and using creative moments to engage people with things. And, uh, for, for our baptism, um, uh, we just, we do baptism twice a year. Uh, with the big baptism service and we wanted to promote that. And we knew that we'd be very limited in just having a announcement. Hey, we're getting back, you know, come get baptized Sunday at this, whatever. And, you know, we have beautiful B-roll and motion graphics that's over it, but we wanted a way that we could better tell that story and engage people multiple ways. So this was one of the first things we developed a campaign for. And so the first week we had more of a conventional, hey, baptisms are coming up. Here's the what, when, where, that side of things. The next week we did a roundtable uh, where we got some of our ministries people and we tackled um, hot topics when it came to baptism, because we have people that come from all over many different backgrounds here, people that have been sprinkled, people who um, have lots of different definitions of baptism, people that, you know, believe that children need to be baptized, things like that. So we, we wanted to be able to answer our questions and share, you know, our mission as a church. So we filmed a roundtable in our podcast studio with some of our pastors, some, some of our uh, next gen pastors, our ministries pastors came around and like, Hey, here's the things that we deal with, with baptism, want to help people walk through. And we utilize that roundtable conversation in our in the preview for a week in a highlight to it. And then a link to a video that played on social media and uh, it's on our baptism page where people can do a full half hour deep dive into everything freedom house believes about baptism. And yeah. then the third week of it, uh, we plan to have a, a creative element in the service where we use testimonies. Uh, and it was a musical element where the band and uh, testimonies were interwoven. And so that created a, a narrative that drove towards this baptism. Sunday rather than just a guy standing up next to the screen. Hey, baptism's coming up in two weeks. Hey, baptism's coming up in two weeks. Baptism's coming up in one week. Because truly, we are in a world of scroll to where uh, you, we're at the point with social. In the room, we have a few more seconds. But with the scroll, we have people who really only give you between 8 to 12 seconds before they swipe to the mm -hmm. next uh, Instagram reel. And you almost have that in some ways in the service. And, you know, you can watch the cell phones come out when you're not being engaging because people just disconnect. Yeah. And I think you so, make a... I think you make a great point that if you can shift your thinking from more of a you're delivering a list of announcements to a story device where you're yeah. sharing the stories and getting people excited, a, a preview of what is going on in the life of our church. Treat it like that. I do yeah. think there's a mind shift and I think there's an attention shift. Oh, oh I'm jumping on with that vision uh, or or yeah, or I can it relate emotionally with that story uh, as opposed to, oh, okay, I'll just put that on my calendar. Um, yep, I think both can happen at the same time. I agree with you. All right. A couple last quick hits uh, before I let you go. So talk to me about choosing talent for your announcement. Is it 90% your pastors or hundred percent your pastors or who, who is the talent on screen? How do you choose them? Yeah, we, we're now in an interesting season where uh, we had not used a lot of our pastors 
uh, in it, but it kind of hit us uh, with the way the uniqueness of Freedom House and where we don't have that weekly touch point with the pastors that we did need to increase that. So definitely when we come to certain milestones in the church of importance, um, even how we approach for a long time with our what we call our membership class, get on track. And so for the longest time, we'd be like, hey, you want to learn more about Freedom House, blah, 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 you know, come to this membership class. Uh, it hit us recently with that, that that invitation from the senior pastors who somebody who wants to become part of Freedom House will hopefully have met them, you know, through uh, through hearing a message or something like that through their kind of testing out Freedom House phase. And that's a very powerful invitation when it comes from a senior leader saying, hey, right. we want you to join our family. And so in that case, we're, we've up, we're upping more um, of our communication strategy, utilizing the senior pastors just with the uniqueness of Freedom House, because we don't have that. A lot of churches have that moment uh, where, you know, the senior pastors like, hey, we're welcoming people watching at our Waco campus, our Frisco campus, our Dallas campus or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and usually you'll see sometimes they'll slip in a little pastoral like, you know, I love our men of this church and we're coming together for a conference, you know, uh, that you see that a lot in multi-site. We don't get that opportunity. So but we can if we want to have our senior pastor, you know, interject some vision there. But yeah. outside of that, yes, we do want to, um, because we have such a dynamic teaching team, we have so many communicators and we're constantly raising up communicators. Uh, we're hoping that our preview can be a venue for people to be able to be raised up to be, uh, even though, yes, there's a little bit different, you know, talking to a camera versus talking to an audience and things like that. There's dynamics, but the same principles still apply. Uh, so it, it's something we've been engaging and helping to connect with. And uh, we're blessed to have a large group of people who um, are gifted at communicating with people. So that helps. Yeah, I do think that's an advantage that you guys have in that you have a, a teaching team. You have multiple people on staff that would be a great choice for on-camera talent. Um, okay. Last question for you. Why yeah. doesn't, and if you're watching this podcast, you've been seeing a TV behind Brad uh, with, uh, with clips of their services and videos and stuff like that. So obviously you can see the quality of visuals at Freedom House. So Brad, why does high quality mean so much to you guys? Why, why do your visuals matter? Yeah, the uh, a lot of it comes back to um, uh, our our senior leadership's vision and um, uh, our uh, Pastor Penny Maxwell. She uh, kind of is at the helm of our creative team, so she does have some basic guidelines when it comes to content in terms of um, being excellent. Because you know, I think all churches want to be excellent, but we do have a particular style and imprint and thumbprint that kind of sets us apart. Uh, some of it is influenced by some things people are familiar with that we want all of our graphics and things to be able to reach multiple generations and will have an impact and be visually relevant to what the younger generation um, can see and understand. Because usually if the young people will uh, pursue and be it, it fits their graphic taste and a visual pleasing thing to them older demographics. This is why in TV, you know, I, I, my background was in TV. The uh, 
the demo is <laughs> 18 to 30. When you hear the demo referenced, you know, they don't, uh, uh, advertisers don't care who, uh, what older people watch, which is kind of sad to me because now yeah. that I'm outside of the demo, I'm like, why don't people care what I like to watch on TV? But apparently I, we just lose influence, uh, when you, <laughs> you get over 30. Uh, but that, yeah. but I think it's because so many people over 30 will still follow what that 18 to 30 demo will follow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, and it's, it's more now than ever. I'm seeing everywhere, uh, there's so much noise now, uh, that people are having to wade through. Um, and things even like, you know, local restaurants and stuff have gorgeous social media and beautiful photos and things like that. And so by taking art, taking creativity and being excellent and engaging and visually stimulating in what we do, it, it is a missional purpose behind it of because we're telling the most important story. We're way more important than the local taco shack down the road. Our graphics need to be way nicer than them, but sadly right now, food trucks and local restaurants have better social media teams and storytelling teams than the local church has. And so their message is getting uh, presented louder and clearer, and people are more fired up about Taco Tuesday than they are what's happening in the local church where like so real you think life changes that the happening. visuals, the quality of visuals directly correlates to the story. You think people... Yeah how you present the gospel equates to how people receive the gospel. Yeah. You're, you're telling, you're telling a story if you mean it or not. Uh, everything you do in terms of uh, uh, how the graphics are presented, how a video is created, the beat of it uh, speaks way more and is way louder and carries more message than uh, you think it does. And there's visual language behind it. And we want it to, always be pointing to something that makes an eternal purpose. But the, the point of uh, the local church, we have to operate in a way uh, that helps with whatever we do um, be the best it can be because we, it, we are called to reach others. We're called to uh, not just be because uh, for internal communication and things like that, you know, if we were just a holy huddle, you know, just a text group text message is all you need to, you know, uh, let people know what's going on, even though people would probably shoot you for a group text if you had a hundred and, you know, had 2000 people <laughs> in a group text, but, yeah. uh, you know, you don't need style and pizzazz or anything for that. But, uh, when, when you're telling a story and, uh, even, I mean, Charlotte, it's crazy. Charlotte is, um, you know, we're the home of Billy Graham, uh, where so many of the biggest church movements and revivals have kind of started here in this area. But we're in a season again to where you think, oh, well, Charlotte's got a church on every corner. And even in Charlotte now, the vast majority of people who live here, you talk to them, are completely unrelated to a church. Church isn't even on their radar. And if what we're creating visually and the stories that we are telling is something that can even be a blip on their radar that can help point them to hope when they're in a season of darkness, if there's uh, anything that we can do to just be a little bit of light, because, and that's what we're seeing at Freedom House. We're seeing so many people who were like shaken up with COVID and they were like, something's not right. And like what the world is telling me is not right. I used to go along with what the world said and I was like, I'm bored with the world, but COVID's like shaking up a lot of people. And they're kind of like this, this, this isn't the world's stuff is a lie. And 
Freedom House, we were blessed and ready and had creative teams ready to tell the story of the church. And we were able to be that light. And we are seeing people come in who have no church background, who have never, you know, met, uh, uh, had a relationship with Jesus before. Uh, a lot of people that went to, that were in like a Catholic church or something that they just, you were more culturally religious and not actually having a relationship with Jesus. They've woken up and they're walking in our doors saying, Hey, um, there's something more here and we're able to tell the story of hope, tell the story of redemption, tell the story of something real uh, by what we do visually and having it be excellent is just a storytelling device that makes it more impactful that can help keep attention. And it's the most important story ever. So we should put as much effort. There should be no reason yes. that the Walt Disney company or Marvel or Paramount Plus or whatever, you know, sure, they're all storytelling companies, but what are they telling the story of? They're telling mm -hmm. stories that are temporary. Our stories are impacting, you know, generations of people. We're seeing people come out of generational curses and yep. uh, heartbreak and things and seeing people walk out of addictions, walk out of things because of uh, what the hope of Jesus has. And we're just, you know, story just telling that story uh, is more important than anything else out there. So, so true, man. Thank you for this. It, it's yeah. uh, great insight. And man, you guys are doing just incredible work at freedom house. Love getting to know you and your team. And man, you guys keep crushing it for the kingdom. I really appreciate you coming on. Thanks, Carl. We love everything that you guys do. It's awesome to work with y'all. Hey, ministry leader, Matthew here from the Church Visuals team. I have the privilege of leading our ready-made media team that serves you guys through our library of media content. I just want to drop you a word of encouragement today. You are doing a great job. And as Paul reminds us in Galatians, I want you to not grow weary of doing a good thing. The way that you serve the kingdom matters and it's making a difference. The way that you present the gospel, it matters. And that's why we are so passionate about partnering with you to supply you with high quality visuals. We are here to serve you and it's our pleasure to do so as you serve your community. Your visuals matter. And we're here, we're cheering you on, we're praying for you. Keep up the great work. Hey ministry leader, here's your church visuals tip of the week. Start adding motion and video to your announcement loop. If you want to reach the people you want to reach for Jesus, your visuals matter. I'll see you next week. Your Visuals Matter has been a podcast presentation of Church Visuals. Executive produced by Carl Barnhill. Edited by A.J. Schubert. Title and show graphics by Angie Lomas. For more resources to help you visually communicate the gospel, visit churchvisuals.com.